Why is a giraffe there? Uh, he's one of the cameramen. Uh, he's one of the uh, producers of this podcast. Nice. Uh, he's also, um, he's usually on camera on Scissor Bros. Nice. Uh, he gets a little upset sometimes that he's not on camera for uh, Jeremiah Wonders, but. How many episodes until uh, one of those legs goes into either you or Stevie's ass? <laughs> Hopefully a long, long time. When are you guys planning on <laughs> like, all right, the, what do you guys call it? The punishment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're getting pegged. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on Patreon. For a guy that's not gay at all, you guys have done some questionable gay shit. It's freaking him, dude. He caught. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure, dude. <laughs> dude, seriously. Right. He's like, what about this for the punishment? I'm like, really? <laughs> you gotta suck my dick. That's what I joke about. Backwards. <laughs> that means nose in the asshole. Balls on top of the nose. And the challenges don't come. <laughs> the challenges don't come. <laughs> no, that, I always joke with them that, like, I'm like, dude, the way you're building up these challenges, like, episode 100 is full-on anal sex. Did you, did you grow up watching, like, so Jackass was like, because that's so cool that, like, you watch, like, you're friends with Rick and you're friends with all of those guys. Yeah. So when you watch that stuff, did you do that stuff when you were younger? I did. Yeah, yeah. Really? Oh yeah, like, I made my oh, I made homemade. We talked about it recently on an episode. I I made homemade jackass videos that I I hopefully I should put out some like clips or something online or like just release it some on the podcast because I, I think I still have the tapes inside. I bet you have a fucking bowl cut in every one of them. Mm, I bet you have. I do a, have a bowl cut, Kansas but I don't City know special. if I have it in those videos. That might have been the bowl cut. Might have been pre. <laughs> Because it's only been a few years that you've been like really attractive. Like you're you're turning into a good looking guy, but you're turning you're aging into it. Like you know when you were all spangly gangly when we first met, yeah, with the red jacket. But you're, you're I'm like I remember we were sitting at Canners last night. I was looking at you. I was like, damn, Jared's like you're, you're turning into a really good looking guy. And then fucking Avery is just <laughs> eating, eating Kasha Vishpa or whatever the fuck he eats. Oh, shout out to our buddy Avery Pearson, um, who <laughs> we, for years, did a, a show with him called Midnight Snack at every comedy club in L.A. Yeah. It literally failed at every single comedy club in L.A. It was, pretty su it was successful no, in, no. The, in the midnight time slot. It, it was successful when it was supposed to be a nightcap show. Yeah. But like when we tried to like break it out, we're like, this is bigger than a nightcap show. People are like, no, it's not. We we thought our shit didn't stink at all. We uh -huh. were like, I think I think when we, do you remember the um the the meeting with Rita and uh, and Paige where, I mean it was right my TV show was about to come out or or something and my ego was just probably through the roof and I was just like, listen, it's like you can have us or you don't. It's no skin off our teeth. <laughs> They were like, okay, so we're not that. And I was like, all right, that's on you. That's on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They didn't take the bait whatsoever. Well, wasn't it? I don't remember the night that, you know, to the to the audience. So I don't know. You've probably explained it in a little bit. But it's like we did the, the 10 o'clock show on Saturdays would end. Mm -hmm. And then we would just take the audience. Me, Jeremiah, and, and well, me, you, and Avery would go on stage. Yeah. And, and we would just, it would be mayhem and fun. And it was great. And no one paid. And if they stuck around, they stuck around. And we'd entertain the ones that did. And the ones that did, we had people that were like, dude, that guy, Bobby. Oh, yeah. Regulars. Regulars. There's, we have fans today. You have, you and I have fans today that are because of Midnight Snack. Of course. Yeah. Um, we even did Big J Okerson's TV taping yeah. with Midnight Snack. Like we it did. was a cool, it was which, a cool thing that happened. Which was great. Um, <clears throat> and anyway, what was the point of all this? But then they move us to Thursdays at 10. The first one was good. The second one, I think it was, it was the numbers were okay. But the, I, was that the one where Louis C.K. showed up? Uh, yeah. So did everybody. Everybody. This is when he's peak. Peak Louie. Peak. Out of the camera frame. That's how big he was. Yep. And I think I'm on the piano fucking dancing. You're playing a sax solo. Jeremiah's sweaty. Fucking playing the piano. And we're singing a song about somebody's dick, maybe. Or, or so, something dumb like that. Oh, yeah. Of course. And we're riffing and talking with the crowd. And we're... Yeah. It's an open dialogue back and forth. Fuck. And then we... 
I guess Louis was popping in and he had popped in, walked in to see if he would go up, saw what we were doing and mm-hmm. went, yeah, I'm not going up on this and then left. And Supposedly then- the verbatim quote was, I'm not going up on this shit. <laughs> That we said. Supposedly. Who said that? Reader or Paige? One of it got back to me that Louis walked in and he goes, Oh, I'm not going up on this shit. And then <laughs> and then peace out. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, if it was Rita, I'm still cool with Rita. Paige. Sorry. I don't know. I'm bitter. <laughs> I'm so bitter. <laughs> Dude, it was like my home club. I loved that. It's just, it's of crazy. Course. Did you ever see like any of the places that, that you started? Like, cause you were already right from the beginning, very focused and building like a relationship with the comedy store. Sure. Um, I always feel like it was like I was improv and I wasn't accepted at the comedy store until later because of the door guys that were working there that were like, like I remember, do you remember that kid? I'm not gonna. Say, I don't want to say his name because I don't want this to be like a shitting on people podcast. He's not in comedy anymore. Um, but this is early on. This might be right before you came. And I remember going there, and this is like this is before the uh, you know real trauma had happened to me, and I was like still on opiates, and I was just meeting everybody and talking to everybody at the comedy store. Yeah. And I remember, um, I remember like I would just talk to people, and this kid came up to me. He goes, "Hey, man." You, you know, you shouldn't just go up to these, to the headliners and start talking to them. It's like, you're new here. Like, who do you think you are? And I'm like, I'm a human being that just wants to meet people. Like, I don't see what the problem is. He goes, yeah, well, you know, a lot of us don't like your energy here. And this was like, he, and he's gone now. This guy's like totally gone. And, but that like made me think that like Sandy didn't like me and Matt Edgar didn't like me. Just the whole crew because whole crew. you thought that that guy was speaking on behalf of everybody. But little did I know it was because he actually started dating a girl that I had hooked up with a little bit uh, after he started dating her afterwards. And then, so that kind of made me go, all right, well, I'm just going to invest time into the comedy store. And then the laugh factory, it just never, there never felt like a way to get in there. Yeah. It seemed like this impossible invisible ladder there. You, unless you just got on a TV show or something, and then you got hot all of a sudden. Which, I mean, you had that fucking Chevy Volt commercial. Hello. And, and then the car set on fire, and then they put it on the shelf for a few years. Bro, can I tell you? <laughs> no. When that happened, I had just... So, long, long story short of... I booked a national commercial in 2011, which, which was for the 2012 Chevy Volt, which that was a commercial that ended up allowing me to quit my Starbucks day job and really focus on comedy because it paid my bills for one year straight. People were like, are you going to, what are you going to buy with it? I'm like, nothing. I'm saving it and using it for comedy money. That's it. What, do you, what did you, total did you make? Like around like 30 grand or something like that. Yeah. And I bet you're right. You were living with like eight people, weren't you in that house? I was living with two other people. Oh, in that big house? Yeah. Well, it was it was the front half of a duplex. But in total, and in the whole plex, how many people were there? Oh, the plex behind <laughs> us. It, it's like, st- I think it's still illegal how the zoning is. It's a, it's a duplex in the front, and then it was an eight plex right behind it. <laughs> it's four, it's a two bedroom, three bath plex <laughs> with a corner office. People are living in that part of the plex. And then there's an upstairs yeah. plex. <laughs> so basically... Uh, the ad starts running and I see one check in the mail for a few, a few grand. And I'm like, I think if I get a few more of these, like I'm, I'll have the confidence to quit my job, dude, no joke. Like the, the news came out, like within a few weeks, they're like, uh, the batteries have been lighting on fire on the 2012 Chevy Volt. And I was like, no, no, this is my out. This is going to get me out of here. And luckily they fixed it. And they started airing those commercials again a month later. So I was in a month of purgatory where I was like, am I going to end up making money from this again? And then luckily it did. And that train kept a rolling. And then it kept rolling. And you made that. Did you, did you, how did it feel make that last latte? Oh, I, oh, dude, it was incredible. Cause I hated that job so much. I was horrible at that job. I don't think you were horrible. No, no, no. I was legit. I've been talking about it more in my act and exploring it lately, how bad I was at that job because it was it was i was very bad at that job at just making coffees or dealing with people 
No, they kept what I'm working on. This bit that I'm working on is they kept demoting me at the job, and I, it was an entry level position. <laughs> so there's nowhere. They just kept like lowering my status at this job. So, yeah, it was it was bad. What was your final status? Sweeper. Oh God, <laughs> you're terrible. I told you, dude. <laughs> Get him away yeah. from the hot milk machine. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The foamer. Yeah. You kill somebody. I made good foam, but it was a time thing. Everything has to be so fast at that job. I, is that the most high stress job you've ever had? Ever, 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 ever. I wonder. What, like, I'm trying to think what the most high stress. When you worked at the strip club, was that like pretty chill? No. Or was that super day stressful? Day shift, yes. Day shift was the chillest thing in the world. I could do anything. I could put a song on, go smoke a cigarette, yeah. come back. I could do whatever <laughs> I wanted. When. Uh, when I worked at the night place and there was money, well, let me rephrase that. When I worked, I worked with two managers at night. One was awesome and I could kind of do whatever I want. When I, then he got fired or he quit and then they got, they brought in a new dude and that dude was like corporate strip club. Like he was in, in the, like the, the, the motorcycle gang, the Mongols. So he's just like a typical strip club dude. The other dude wasn't, he was like a fun guy. I love the idea of corporate strip club. Like dude, <laughs> like Listen, here at our... Our yeah. holes have to be squeaky clean here. Oh, no, I do. After you slugs get off of those balls, we sanitize, all right? So imagine, though, it's just like that, but imagine instead of like being a straight lace person, it's like a meathead on steroids trying to play that straight laced, you know. It's like, you ever seen Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Yeah. Do you remember when uh, he, he's like, if you, don't, you know, if you don't shut up, lady, I'll, I'm going to take 100 bucks out of your ass or whatever. He yells at the woman at the burger place. And then the manager comes up and he's got his hair slicked and he's like, can I help you, ma'am? Like, mm -hmm. what's the issue here? Like, that's, but imagine like a roided out, like neck tattoo, just like from Inland Empire trash. Sorry, Inland Empire people, but it sucks. Dude, this is a, there's a big base of our listenership no, that are IE. So like, I'm glad you apologized. <laughs> How do I, I look so bad right now? Bro. Look at my eye, everybody. Josh has pink eye right now. I don't know how I got it. I don't know. I think I have a, a, a couple ideas. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it is from that, but I don't, I would feel that it would have happened. I feel like pink eye is something much sooner. Like, I really think it's one of those things that, like, it, it happens, and within an hour, you have it. I, That's not true. Really? No. Okay. Well, are you a doctor? No, but no. I've had I've had conjunctivitis many times over the years from uh, uh, contacts getting infected and stuff like that. Basically, I'd wear my contacts for too long and keep them in my eye. Oh, yeah. And it literally, like, would just be like, oh, nope, this is a foreign object. <laughs> just and then I would just like for like a few days I couldn't look at light or anything. I was like, ah. I remember playing basketball once in high school while I had pink eye, and I was I could barely see out of it, and I was like running down the court and I'm like passing the ball and stuff like that. No one wanted to guard you. you were just like, yeah, I'm like yeah, yeah. I'm literally like wiping my weepy eye in between plays. <laughs> you do like a fake mode and like some some goo goes. <laughs> it's like the Rocky thing. Like, <laughs> I am it itches so much that's the hardest thing yeah it's not itch it it. itches and yeah. it, it's also like it's just so funny everybody because I'm only in town for a few days and I'm like like I feel good in New York I'm working out I'm taking care of myself got a haircut I was like dude I'm gonna come here I'm gonna look great an eye everything an eye my eye my eye LA knows how to humble you man can you all tell? <laughs> Can you zoom in? I wish you could do like a fucking thing right like there. A, yeah. <laughs> did you know. did you ever have a stripper threaten your life? Oh yeah. I I'm pretty sure I, I here's the thing is that I stayed very out of it. Like I didn't sleep with a lot of strippers. I didn't hang out with them. That's good. I, I, it's like the drug dealer. Like, you don't want to be doing the product. You know what I mean? Oh, I did some product. Oh, <laughs> I did some product. I just, I didn't, I didn't do it all the time. And right, it right. was very, very rare. 
Um, cause that whole world and you know me very well. So yeah. that's, that's not a, I'm not that kind of person. I'm not like, I'm very empathetic. I feel, and, the, and there's like a real, like strong, like, like hard, like line that you have to draw to be that kind of person. You have to cut off all emotion and you're, cause you're, you're, you're dealing with like people's, you know, the only way I could say it is. You gotta go in there with a heart of stone. You see a stripper sitting, you gotta leave her alone. You can't give her the bone. I know you wanna take her home, maybe get a nude picture in your phone. But you're in the hardest grown. And you've shown I know you wanna fiddle with your loans Why well, meant to say loins Do you wanna see my gold coins? Come on That stripper's name down And I'm gonna give her my pink eye on her pussy night <laughs> <laughs> a pink eye on the pussy. Ooh, pink a pink eye on the pussy. A pink eye on the pussy. Pink eye on the pussy. a serious matter. What you gonna say when the pink eye's on but the pussy? But it the vagina and makes it much fatter. Pink eye on the pussy. Pink eye on the pussy. Ooh, it's getting much. Pink eye on the pussy. Girl, you wanna Pink give me come on, you little baby. Pink eye on the pussy. The, um... Pink eye on the pussy. Even the pink eye's affecting my voice. I didn't mean to go so dirty. Pink eye on the pussy. <laughs> come on, everybody sound it is round come on down that's my hound Ooh, girl you want to rock my world let me get my eye drops out of my car it'll just be a moment <laughs> i really need those eye drops oh no i hit my eyelash but i thought i hit my eyeball I'm so happy I never had uh, contacts put in. I don't know how you guys do that. Jabbing your eyeballs? Pink eye on the pussy. God, I didn't want to go that dirty. I didn't. But it's, it's to get you to say the P word is... Pink eye. <laughs> <laughs> freaking tough, dude. It's freaking tough, man. It's freaking but tough. you know what, dude? When it's there, it's there. And that's when I'm not square. In a dragon's lair. In a dragon's lair. If there's funny in there, <laughs> then I'm not a square. <laughs> dude, you got your hair and your glare mm -hmm. and a focused stare. Mm -hmm. Beware. <laughs> Cause I ain't gonna spare. Mm -mm -mm. You shouldn't care. <laughs> nowhere, nowhere. Have you met my mayor of John? East Town? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, John. Hi. John Mayer. It's John Mayer, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I didn't even think about that one. I was thinking more like a mayor, like a like a. Is that like a like a horse? Oh, like a mare. Yeah, yeah. M a r e. Yeah, yeah. I'm not much of a rhymer, but you're good. What are you talking about? You improv and riff songs all the time. Well, it was because, um, yeah, but my songs don't, they don't really rhyme. Like I do, I, I do like the anthemic kind of stuff. Yeah. I think it's just like, I remember I was talking to Josh Wolf about, about comedy music. Cause he always is like, when he's trying to make up a song, he wants everything to rhyme. Yes. He does. And, and yeah. Adam Ray's very much rhyming too. Yeah. Adam will do the song, but he figures out a way to make it rhyme. <clears throat> I, 
Remember I said to Josh, I was like, just just tell the story and just sing it. And if it like if it rhymes, great. But don't like don't go the long way to make it rhyme. And I remember because we did shows together in Sacramento. Uh, I was opening for him, and it was just like he kind of tried that, and it was like, oh, I see how it's free, and it's like if you're restricted by the rhyming word, man, that's tough. Well, man, without you even knowing. That was advice that I got from a music improv teacher years ago. They said it's way, way better to not force a rhyme if you can't think of the rhyme and just say what's funny rather than just trying to squeeze in what will fit in that space. They said a lot of times you'll even sometimes get a bigger laugh because it's a big misdirect if you have established a rhyme pattern and then you throw it away. How many different types of classes did you take? A lot. You, you took a freaking lot. Do you want it, to know? Yeah, I, I'm, dude. I asked. What do you got? So there's three levels of it was called improv for actors at Second City. Sure, that was entry level. Mm -hmm. Okay, but then there was the conservatory program. That was six different classes, and then there was I did a long form improv uh, class that was I believe three classes. And then I did a music improv program that I believe was also three classes. And then I did two classes at Groundlings as well, which all of these add up to years and years of classes. And you did them all in three months. Because <laughs> that's how you run, That's dude. my mentality, baby. And I wake up in the morning and I'm going to improv class. It's Jeremiah. And then I run home and poop. I got a white man. Jeremiah. Hey, Jeremiah. He's a stick. Here's a skit. I'm Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Da -da, Jeremiah. Oh, well, I'm signing up for one. Hey, conservatory. And you know this one is intro to acting gay. Jeremiah. How to cook. Don't act how I look. Because I'm doing improv. Come on, everybody. What did I say once about improv? Do you want me to quote you? Yeah, dude, you can. There's some language in here that I have to preface. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> You're saying it. I, I guess I'll, I, I guess I said it. yeah. I guess I'll have to bleep it. But this is what you said. <laughs> what, I met you at the iOS open mic. Is this true? This is one thousand percent true. I'm signing up for the iOS improv open mic, which was an improv theater, by the way. Okay, Wait, no, it's not an improv. Is it improv open mic? No, no, it was an improv theater that took place. Oh, the venue oh, was an improv you theater. Say you called it the uh, iOS improv. Oh, instead of just saying like iOS open mic, you're throwing in the improv. You're doing the full biblical name of it. Right, right, yeah. So, okay, I'll call it the <laughs> iOS open mic for you. There it is. Okay. It sounds like you're doing an improv open no, mic. No, no, it was a stand-up mic. It was a stand-up mic. We're signing up for stand-up sets, and it's a lot of comics that are gathered around a sign-up sheet that are waiting to, like, to sign up and all that. And uh, I'm making conversation with somebody else. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I do improv too. And, you know, like, uh, like I'm trying to do more stand up now and stuff like that. And Josh, without me, him being in the conversation, <laughs> who I was talking to, he goes, you do improv? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, improv, bro. And then he walked away. That. And then he walked away. I stick by that. <laughs> I got a tattooed right here. Listen, man. He's a little gay. Dude. Dude. <laughs> you might as well just go suck a dick. Dude. You don't even have to mime it, all right? <laughs> just suck it, man. I always wish I took improv, man. I still want to. It's funny because you do so much improv on stage. So it's like, you 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 know what I mean? I, I just think it would help me in everything. Just in conversations, talking and listening. Because it's all about listening. Oh, That's yeah. my biggest thing is like, I think so many people try to spend time like they just were waiting to talk instead of like listening. That's why Sickler is such like a good interviewer because he's like dialed the fuck in on the story. And I just have such a bad ADD. Don't you? Do you have any disorders? Not diagnosed, but. What do you think you have? On the inside, I think I I'm like, you know, I think I'm a self-diagnosed paranoid schizophrenic. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I don't want to make any judgments or anything. Uh, I think I have, I, I think I definitely have um, some shades of OCD, some shades of ADD, but 
it also just could be me being just a little bit neurotic. So it's hard to tell. You know what I mean? You you think OCD why because of your work ethic or just because you there's obsess about things? things? Yeah, there's certain things I really uh, they bug me if they're not a certain way. But also that could just be a control thing. So I could have control issues. So I I don't know. There's I also have a certain I have a very high quality expectation for everything that I do. If it's not at a certain quality, I f- I feel really bad about it. Like I feel like like I get actually upset about it. Oh, I've seen, dude. I know you have. This is when Jeremiah gets mad. <laughs> the press lips, man. Yeah, dude. Okay. Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> no, it's cool. No, it's fine. It was great. No. Yeah. You you can't you can't play poker, dude. Your your no, fucking no, I, tell is I have zero. Is, I have zero. I've always had zero poker face. It's something I've had to work on really hard over the years with auditions and, and different stuff like that. One teacher at the Groundlings gave me some of the best advice. He goes, uh, he, he failed me. He failed he goes, me. He goes, he goes, this is the best advice I can give you. Chill the fuck out. Dude. I mean, <laughs> Just chill out. I mean, that's essentially what he told well, me. How did he phrase it though? He goes, he goes, I'm not going to pass you. And I go, why because I was, I was like i essentially i was like i'm i'm doing like you've seen the laughs i get in this class compared to everybody like why would i not pass this class he goes you need to learn a couple things and i think that if i hold you back and you take it with another teacher that that'll help you a lot and i was so heated in the moment i was so pissed but it was really good advice he goes you know what your problem is he goes it's not a talent thing and it's not uh, a uh, a lack of ability at all. He goes, you want it too bad, and it's it reeks on you. He goes, he goes, any audition that you go on, if you go in with how you're going into my improv classes, he goes, you'll never get it. You'll never get it. He goes, you have to learn how to be more zen. And he goes, when you learn how to be more zen, he goes, you're gonna start booking everything. I was like, and I was like, cru- I was so crushed and pissed in that moment. But like, <laughs> like I was, I want it. Come on, I want one of two. Like, I was like, what's wrong with wanting it? Come huh? on. <laughs> and have sh- that shirt. I want it. <laughs> and honestly, that's you know, that's when I finally got passed at the store. Was after the third showcase, and me being like, well, if he doesn't like that, he's not gonna pass me. Cause yeah. I was like, I literally did everything I could. Yeah. I had to be stripped away of a lot of stuff. No's are the best thing uh, to help you in in life. It's the only I, way I, we're li- we learn with is no's. The yes is, what do you learn from a yes? You know, you can see it with some of the comics that got shit very, very quickly. And, and it's just like they're not, not even comics, actors, people, musicians. It's like... It's like by by building a little bit of, of humility and just learning that it's like, you know, like if you get shit and then you don't then you just off natural ability then the idea of like really growing and like pushing that drive isn't as strong when when it's just like oh you want to come in sure come in oh you want this here eat this it's like when you're getting everything that's why they always say it's like those kids this is such like a lame this is like such a world star hip-hop uh you know uh what's i'm looking for motto or you know that like gary v you know that guy yeah, they, they, it's like because that's like he's like their Tony Robbins, which is like and I think Rogan got in trouble for this, for posting this. But it's like weak, uh, hard times produce strong men, strong men produce, uh, you know, we ah, fuck. I'm going to fuck it up. Basically, it's saying is like like I crawled so you could drive a Mercedes and then, but then you, you, from that Mercedes, then your next children are going to drive a Ferrari. But then that Ferrari children is going to fuck it all up because they're not strong. I'm not saying it the right way. And I probably shouldn't even said the quote because obviously I just butchered it. No, no, no. I think you nailed it. 
I think that was a word for word quote that you just said. <laughs> and then there's a, it was all written like that. It's, <laughs> a, it's like a family tree of the quotes. Like, like, I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense when he puts it that way, but. Um, <laughs> there's like an um in there, there's three ums. And like, wait, 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 no, nah, wait. Let me start over. Let me start over. Okay, okay, okay. And, and and then the quote says, let me start over. All right. Then yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I have my fucking eye. Have you seen my drops? Have you seen, I, I have pink eye. Have you ever got pink eye in the that's, pussy? That's my new, that's my new thing is, is intro. Like, Hi, I'm Josh. I've got pink eye. Boo. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is like, like if, if you're, you know, you work your ass off, right? And yeah. then, and then, uh, Wilder, you know, is going to see you work your ass off. And so he's going to be like, well, I have to work too. And he's going to take whatever you do. And let's say he goes into comedy and he's just got all your talent. He's going to get even bigger. So then his kid is going to have a Ferrari, but, but his kid isn't going to work as hard because he's being handed everything, which then eventually, because he's not working as hard, will then produce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's something that Rogan got in big trouble for because he said something yeah. about like i think he put it into like conservative and, and liberal uh form and then like the liberals got all like oh and the conservatives were all like yeah because they're like making the conservatives seem <laughs> I'm tough coming. I'm coming. <laughs> but it's it's the truth it's like you know ultimately you know when you're when you the no no's have made me more successful than any of the real yeses that i've gotten because the yeses, you know, are great, but when you get like a no, you just go, you kind of like step back into the lab. Because I bet, I bet you, did you then take that class again? Oh yeah, yeah, of course I did. With a different teacher. Yeah. And what did that teacher say? He's like, he's like, listen, man, you need to fucking get confident. <laughs> like he's the exact opposite. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. he's like, man, you're just. He's like, you don't seem like you want it at all, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was. Um... It was, uh, yeah, I took it again and it was, uh, it, it, I've had to put, you know, as a comic, well, I feel like if you want to be better, you have to put your humility to the side a lot. What, when I had to showcase in between times of the store, one of the hardest things about that is when you showcase, everybody in the scene knows that you're showcasing. Okay. It's not like an audition where... You go into a room and you it's just you and the camera person. Only Josh, as you know, like you got only your agent, the casting director, and you know it. Okay, so that's three people. That's really, if you think about it, the stakes are really not that high. It's great that you got the audition because like compared to other people who are wanting it, but whatever. But when everybody also like with that, like with an audition, if we're comparing those, it'd be like if somebody like you uploaded... <laughs> the link to your audition tape and everybody can watch it and judge it. And then they tell you, you didn't get the part. And then everybody like sees your reaction. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, no one knows you have the audition. Yeah. And so like you have to put your, I had to, each time I showcase at the store, why it's such high stakes is some people would disappear. Some people would literally, they would showcase. You wouldn't see them at the store again for a couple of months because embarrassment and, and ego and humility. They don't want to separate that stuff. I was up there the next night with a smile on my face, just being like, yeah, I didn't get it, but you know, next time. It was so freaking hard each time to push myself to be like, you have to, you have to show up tonight and you have to have a good attitude about it because everybody wants to be showcasing but like, are you going to get another one? You might not get another one, but keep working so you can get another yeah. one. Yeah. Jeremiah Wonders is brought to you by Upstart.com. If you dread looking at your credit statements, you're not alone. Debt can feel crippling, but Upstart can help you on your path to financial freedom. Upstart is a fast and easy way to get a personal loan to pay off your debt, all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over a million people have used Upstart to get one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date. That's relieving. Upstart knows you're more than just your credit score, so rather than looking at your credit score alone, Upstart's model considers other factors like your income, employment, and other information provided in your loan application to find you a smarter rate for your loan. 
you can check your rate without impacting your credit score in just five minutes for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. You can even receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash Jeremiah. Don't forget to use my URL to let them know I sent you. That's upstart.com slash Jeremiah. Here's the fine print. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash Jeremiah and start feeling better about yourself today. Now let's get back into this episode of Jeremiah Wonders, my pal, Josh Adam Myers. San Francisco, California, and Cincinnati, Ohio. Get tickets at jeremiahwatkins.com. Yeah, it's. I know some people that showcased for this last go round, and and they didn't get it, and they were like, "I think I'm giving up." And I was like, "That's was exactly like, what literally every other comic wants you to do, so they can show." You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's I, hard though. It's really freaking hard. Yeah, especially if you've been in the game a long time, which I know some of our our good friends who showcased in in this recent one. Yeah, but then I mean, there's sometimes it's just you in a in a in a place or just in a book or just don't vibe and regardless of how well you do it doesn't make a difference you know i've had sets where it's like where i've where not even a showcase set but it's like there's some people that's just you're not going to impress them yeah they do not care or they just don't like you yeah that happens and i am very unlikable i mean i did a song about pink eye listen pussy. man you're just volatile and it's good i consider myself a volatile person as well Am I more likable with pink eye now that I have like <laughs> some I have like a thing. like you have a burden now? Yeah. Can, can this get me a Comedy Central set on digital? Listen, you I know you want like you want diversity, but how many of them have Listen, pink eye? How many pink eye comics do you have in the holster? Ready to go. <laughs> None. With a fresh 30. Ready to go. <laughs> They're like, well, I think two of them got eczema. But I don't know we have any pink eye. Well. He is a white guy, but he does have color in his eye. Pink. God. <laughs> it's a little rough. Are you? I miss you not being in LA, by the way. I miss being here. I miss you. Let me rephrase. I miss you. You miss elements. I, miss, I understand. I miss that. all the people. <clears throat> LA's not. I'm. I'm. I'm East Coast. I no, no. Up. You're flourishing on the East Coast. I'm. It's not even that. I just love. I love the vibe. I love the energy. I think, look, LA and I, people like New York comics will shit on LA immediately. Like Big J will shit on, he never wants to come here. Soder, all those guys, they hate LA. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, it's fucking great. It's right. great. It's a great town. But aside from like a lot of our friends and the people that we roll with, there's this whole subsection of just LA people that suck ball it happened to me at Irwan five minutes after being here I went to go to Irwan to go get food because I was like so tired I had a really early flight and I didn't slept much and I get in there and I'm ordering the food in the line and and I like say to the I say to them I'm like yeah so I'll do that with that and then this like older rich you know like Botoxy you know uh what do you call it plastic surgery type woman yeah just goes, excuse me, I need to order. And I just and I just turn to her and I go, bitch, I'm still ordering. Chill out. And she was like, I mean, and it just came so quickly. How good did that feel? Oh. Because <laughs> I would never do that. But like, I can imagine, I can imagine that feeling really nice. Well, because you know, it's funny. <laughs> just every once felt, in a while. Dude, it, honestly, Jer, it was, <laughs> it was like, it was, it was something that, because I think we're in New York. And the East Coast in general is like, you don't fuck with people in the East Coast. The energy and the way people are, it's always like, keep to yourself yeah. and be prepared. If you, if you, and if you invite somebody else in, be prepared. Cause we have to like, you know, dude, it's like, I can't tell you how many times it's like, you have to walk by like a crazy person that's going to kill you. And you're just like, not that I'm, not that I'm defending LA at all, but I will say this story did take place in an air one. For sure. I know what I'm walking into. Right. And, they, and that's, that's literally a collection of a very specific group of people in L.A. who shop there and stuff like the that. The worst. The worst kind of L.A. people. Dude, L.A., like, 
I, I say this. Like, if, if you had this interaction at a Ralph's, I'd be like, really? Eh, I don't think anybody at a Ralph's. I think I think this could, this could happen at a Gelson's, a Whole Foods, and a Near One. One of those upper tiers. Yeah, you're not. it's not happening at John's. No. John's. Deep cut, and I like it. <laughs> John's in the valley. Go check them out. They're cleaning up some homeless guy just shit in aisle four. They, they don't have time. There's people. Right, right. Everybody's just, like, avoiding that. Um, the... I do miss it here. I and it's so funny that the second I, I moved away, it was like certain places that I, I love and people that I love really were like, Wait, we have all these opportunities for you out here now and I was like, you know, well I'll come back and that's this is the way that I like it and now being able to come back Oh of course and do like the jam and do fucking shimmy shimmy ya. It's like when I come back, it's like for a party. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, and, then, and yeah, and it's you it's, get a control, and then you get to leave. And now, now that it's like I'll, I have like the next five months booked in the books of, for dates, it's like to be able to come back here and, and I don't have to rush so much, and it's yeah. like oh, I can kind of breathe. And um, if you miss something on one visit, it's like oh, I'll get it on the next one. Yeah, I want to start going out to New York more to do stand up on the spot out there. Um, you should because it would, it would do great and there's so many well, great we ran, we ran it for years out there and it did very very well um but yeah i i want to start going back out there and and like doing it myself um but yeah just so also just so i can see people and it not be as as big like me going out there as such an event like once every year or something like that i'm trying to cram like 50 podcasts in five days and yeah. stuff like that you know it's too much yeah it's, it's like i like i i want I don't want it to be like Los Angeles is just work, you know? I want this to be a place that I still, like, appreciate coming to. And, I, you know, it's funny. Like, dude, it was like it was like in the teens in New York. And then I and then the last two days I was here, it was like 50, 60. And I was like, oh, well, it's actually really nice here now. And then I go to L.A. I would have much rather it stayed in the teens. Mm -hmm. So I come here and I'm like, oh, this is fucking, oh, this is so great. Um, yeah, man, I, I dude... And this is the truth, man. It, it was like the the everything about New York was something that I looked at as like at a young age. I thought it was the coolest. I always wanted to be there. And then I'm surprised it took me that long to really like not just move because I don't think I was like even unhappy out here. I just was like, there's a, such a glass ceiling for for guys like us where are we're like we are so talented, we are so funny. You know, and but we're not stars. And this is a town of like stars. And it's like if you got if you're on a TV show, you'll always get the spot. If you got that big name, you'll always get the spot. And and in New York, I always feel like for me in particular, it was like, oh, well, they don't care about funny, any of that. Funny stuff. Trumps. Funny Trumps everything. And there's no one like me. Which, by the way, I have to. I mean, I, I text you immediately, but dude, I am so proud of you that you like got into the cellar and are working there all the time, like immediately. Like that's thanks, man. That's so huge. Dude, it's, it's, it's it's awesome. It's fun. It, it's intimidating to oh, to dude, be on a lineup with. I've only visited there with other comics. I haven't, you know. Well, it was all Bill. It was Bill. Like, because Bill called me and he goes, "Are you?" Doesn't matter. I mean, I saw the showcase. Yeah. But you know, and this is, and I think this is that thing to go along with the, you know, like want it or don't need it. Cause I know a couple comics that have showcased there after that and they wanted it too much and it showed and they didn't have a good set and they're funnier than that set because they got out of their mind. They weren't, they weren't present. They of weren't course. enjoying it. Dude, I was so, cause Bill calls me, he goes, so where are you hitting? I was like, I'm here, I'm here. And he's like, are you going to the cellar? I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm not past there. He goes, he goes, I'll get you a showcase. Let me call you back in 10 minutes. And he goes, can you do Friday? I was like, yes. He goes, perfect. So I'm not nervous at all because I had been running so many sets and you know it, dude, when we're like, when you're going up once a night, if you go up once a night, you're, you're going to be in good shape for something big. Of course. If you're going up multiple times a night, you're going to be very comfortable. Get your armor. Yeah. The, dude, when we would do the jams by the last one at Moon Tower, we would be like this. I could give a fuck. Like, Bulletproof. Give, yeah, yeah. By the way, I, it fucking Robert's not going to be able to make it to the next Moon Tower. He already told you? Yeah, he called me. He called? No, I mean. Right, like, right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, called he, he gave you a heads he up. He has my number. Like I'm giving that fucking he gave, loon. He, he gave you a heads up. Yeah, he's got a new job. 
We have a, we have a, uh, he's basically the mascot that over the years, me and me and Jeremiah have made this guy feel very, very special at the Moon Tower Comedy Festival. Big ups to Colleen, big ups to everybody there. Um, Shout out to Robert and Ashley. We love you. We love you guys. And Robert was this dude that we pulled up on stage and made this rock song about that was so fun. And then every year we do it and and he becomes this legend and he is just a regular guy. And I kept saying, I think we both said simultaneous, this guy needs to be like on the way we, everybody gets a poster. He needs a banners, poster. Yeah, yeah. One of, uh, the, one of the, the, the banners on the street that you see as you drive in downtown Austin. He just needs it. And he, yeah, he reached out and he's like, I'm going to try to make the last night work. And I'm like, you have to, but up to the showcase, I don't want to tell you. So I, I, I go down there. I'm ready. I did. Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> Does this work? It works, but you have to have headphones on to, to hear it. Yo. Okay. You. you <laughs> by the way, me. I will. <laughs> no, no, no. You know what this is? You know what this is? This is your ball sack. You know that video <laughs> that you made oh, your ball yeah. sack? You animated the your ball sack? snack. Every Friday night at midnight. Josh would send Avery and I this animated video of his nutsack where he did like cheap like Photoshop like with a quick like five second app where it's his balls, but he's making it talk just like with <laughs> so, hold on. So I have a so I have a I have a, a picture one of my balls that I guess Tessa, my girlfriend, had taken, and I have another one. It's my oh, it's my main dick pic that I had from years ago. Where it just the way that I shot it, it looks like my penis is laying on my shoulder. Do you know what I mean? It's so big. It's because I shot it with the penis in the forefront. Yeah. It's like a Washington Monument framing kind of thing. And and the you could you know the like the little dick mouth like so I you yeah it's called Yakit. Yeah, it, it was the app. There it is. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's discontinued now, but I would just, you could put these lines on the part that you want to move, and I would do my, my dick. The, the, the balls I would do like this. That's just you with more testosterone. That's all that is. Oh, man. Come on, man. You know I'm on HGH. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. <laughs> Come on, I got a deadlift 400 pounds before breakfast. But I would make that. <laughs> I would make this is so funny. I would make the dickhead move, and we that would do promos, and then I'd send it to you. I still do that. But and he's like, "Hey, do you think the improv will accept this? Like on their social page?" I never said that. I knew no, immediately. That, you would joke about it. You'd act like, "Like, hey guys, I made a new promo video. What do you think?" <laughs> <laughs> like, like we open it, like it's serious. Like, oh, cool. He's going out of his way. You know, he's really like trying to push us out there and get us like more views and more people in the seats. Good, good for Josh. Open it. Hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> Every Friday night at midnight, the midnight sack. I'd be like, "Go balls out, baby," and the ball would be moving. The other thing that would be funny too, what I used to do is with the, with the dickhead one, I would just like when you people were talking, I would just like set it up and I'd start recording, and mm-hmm. so then I do get like a 15, 20 second conversation between like my ex girlfriend and Avery or David Rubin, and then it would right. just anytime they talked, it was just my dickhead was just like he's like you played my sing song on guitar, and it was just all cute. The no, but th- this is this is. I wasn't nervous because showcasing is you in auditioning is such a nerve wracking thing. It's something that's helped me when I I do this with auditions now too, um, where it's just like man, like regardless if I get it or not, like this might be the only time I ever get to play this role. Right. So just have fun playing this role. Yeah, why not? And that was the same kind of headset I went in with the seller thing because you're like, dude, even if you kill. Even if you kill and she doesn't like you, she doesn't like your style. Because I know comics that have done well in front of her that, that she just like, didn't like. Mm. So if that yeah. if that happens, you could say, well, this might be my only time to ever perform this. So go up there and enjoy it. And when I was nervous, once I thought of that, and actually, dude, every set, every set that I do, man, I literally say to myself, like, this could be the last one. Um, just go have fun. And who gives a fucking fuck these people? <laughs> You'd say fuck these people. I See? Little, little known fact about Josh and Myers, and it's a big known fact. He knows the hooks and choruses to pretty much every song out there, but none of the actual verses to any song. I don't. Nor do I want to learn them. 
Hey, man, you got your scooter language. Right, dude, here's the deal. And this is the God's honest truth. If I, if I go up there and sing the way that I do, because I can't not give it and have fun. Right. And so if I go up there and sing the lyrics perfectly, the audience is going to be like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, yeah, he sings well, but it's like, dude, this isn't entertaining. Um, it's not funny. Dude, for the Skankfest, the musical that I was a part of uh, a couple years back at Skankfest. I remember that. You remember that? Uh-huh. Dude, I rehearsed my balls off for this thing. I remember. Because... I was told by the director that everyone was going to be off book. And I was like, man, this is a lot of like the, this song is like pretty complex. And like, I have to get this down in like a week or so. So I was listening to it on repeat, repeat, repeat. And I get there. Nobody is off book and I'm the only one. And I'm like theater kid. Like I've got mine down. It did not do very well because people are like, Hmm. He's trying too hard. He's trying he's, too he's hard. Motherfucker. He, he, this motherfucker read that on the airplane on the ride over. I was listening to it because I was told. That's what I was told. And then I did it. And then like everybody else killed when they were like fumbling through their stuff. It's like that's what the people wanted to see. I was like, uh. Do you remember any of it? No. No, 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 no. I have no idea at this point. Fuck. I'd love to see that. Yeah. I'd love to see that. If, if, uh, if I found the the music to it it might still be burned in there deep well i'm signing up for the ios to open mic it's an open open mic and josh is gonna come up to me and cut me with a knife that is bag he calls him pop for friends of the people. Let's get into this next segment. Yeah, let's do it. It's called Wig. Wig. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. I've got pink eye. I can't go out tonight. I'm not going out. Uh babe, uh how do you think you got pink eye? I don't know. I mean, I was over at Tina's house and we all were like looking at each other's buttholes to see who had the cutest butthole and I got really close to Sarah's and I think she kind of fooded on me. Wait, she fooded on you? What I is it? I meant to say it? I'm sorry, I had a stroke fart? a little bit. Did you combine? I don't know, I'm freaking out, Did Brian. you just fart and toot at the same time? I farted time? too. You fooded? We're not allowed to say fart in my house where I grew up. Really? We that's say like Fotsy. A, that's like a square? We say Fotsy. A, a that swear? That would kill me if you heard me say fart. Oh, I accidentally just said cuss and swear. Square. Whoa. Whatever you're doing, I'm a little bit contagious. I think you're made for me, but seriously, like, what are we going to do? Quit touching your eye, all right? It's highly contagious, is what I've heard. How do I know it's pink eye? How do I know it's pink? Because it's really pink and, like, on my eye. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Like, listen, babe, I'm not a doctor or anything, but you have pink eye. What am I going to do? Listen. I know yearbook photos are tomorrow, and this is a big deal. I, oh, think I forgot about those. I was just thinking about their weekend. Yearbook photos. Yearbook photos. Tomorrow? Tomorrow. Oh, so fucked. Listen, we might have to cut your eye out. Okay, but... Are you okay with being a patch woman? You mean like pirate? <laughs> Let's rebrand it, right? It doesn't have to be a pirate. Were there, had there ever been any really hot one-eyed women? Please hand sanitize. You've been, you've been touching your eye constantly. I'm with touching the, my hair! Do it, no, I, do it with, there you go. Give a quick, babe, I just can't be too careful right now. <laughs> you're making me break character. No, 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 this, this is, I don't know what you're talking about, all right? <laughs> Listen, I just want you to be safe and sanitized. I'm trying to, this, you might have to burn this, my hair, because... It's it's laying, it's laying on the stink. What? It's laying on the stink? I have to hold it like this. Oh, you're saying that the hair got inside your eye? <laughs> this might not have been a good idea. A picture day. Okay, so did you just infect your hair? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I might have. I might have. You might have just earned yourself a new piece nice listen 
If you give me a blowjob, will I get pink eye? Yes. Because I have to make out with you first. Why can't you just blow it? What kind of man are you? Uh, a real one? No. Yeah, but why can't... A real can't... man wants to... A real man... First a of all... A real man what what? A real man wants to... <sighs> wants to... Wants to really be there with the person that he's having sex with. Connect. Look in the eyes. Eskimo kiss. Are you talking about a straight dude or a gay dude? I'm talking about a straight dude. Okay. Gay dudes don't even look at each other in the face. They just pound knuckly ass. Knuckly? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Bony, bony butts. But I, if I'm going to blow somebody, especially you, don't even care that I'm, you know. Do you need a connection? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Yeah. I need to connect with my man. Especially, I mean, it's so rude. Give me a blowjob. I have pink eye, you ass. Yeah, can I have a blowjob? No. What you should have said is, can I just tag you from the back? I don't have to look at your hideous face. Okay, can I tag you from behind? No, not no more. Not no more? Not no more. But I my could've... favorite song by DJ Khaled. Not no more? <laughs> not no more. Yeah, when he put that out, it really changed the game. Changed the game. Yeah. Give me an Eskimo kiss. But if you, you love me, if you love me, you'll get pink eye too. If really, really, that's the metric? Yeah. If I love you, then I have to forcibly get pink eye from you? Yeah. Yeah. If you love me, you'll forcibly take this load from if me. If you get pink eye, I will let you, I'll let you yuck all over me. That's what Anywhere. that's what you call now? Me yucking on you? Yeah. I'm sure I was trying to get a funny word in. I thought yuck would get a giggle out of you. No, no. But your sense of humor is not like mine. We're different, all right? Why are we even dating? I don't know. Should we break up? Yeah. <gasps> what? How do you feel? No. Are you, you're you're are you suddenly sad? When you wanted me just to forcibly give you a blowjob without... Who am I going to yuck on if we're not dating? Oh, now you want to call it yuck. I think that's gross. Oh. But... I think that's gross. Oh, you don't like it when I yuck on your tits? That actually sounds hot. Yeah? Oh, God, my eye. Hey. <laughs> when I open my eye, what I if the I crust rip. What if I yuck in your eye and then it, and it, it, it cleanses the pink eye? <laughs> Anything. <laughs> At this point, fucking dab a, a little dab a do, baby. From over here, you gotta do it from right over here. Okay, you ready? Oh, come on, man. That's what is that weak shit? I'm sorry. What have you been eating? Not celery. <laughs> you need some celery juice. You need some fucking depth. Okay. Um. Well, this is productive. Uh, picture days tomorrow. I guess I'll just see you at school. Okay. I love you. Do you want to hear a funny story about something very close to that? Yeah. I was, uh, this thing, I was like 19 years old. I was, I was, um, <laughs> I was like, I, I, my parents' basement was, um, was where I used to bring, like, I'd go to raves, I'd meet girls Fridays, you know, Thursday, Friday, and then on like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, I would go hang out with these girls that I would meet at the rave. And one girl came to my parents' house to hang out. And my basement was where I used to take girls to like hook up. 19 years old and it's an unfurnished basement. I literally, if it was like a room like this, I had, there's a wall here, had a TV here, had like a couch right here. And then over there would be like the washer and the dryer in the back, unfurnished. Right. And me and the girl were, were hooking up and she's laying on the couch. Should this be your sax talk? Hit it, dude. Yeah, okay, let's, let me let's grab sax this. It up. Yeah, yeah. This is a goodie. This is a good one. So, me and her had gone out to eat, and we went back to my parents' basement for us to watch a movie. So, we uh, put on Holy Man by uh, Eddie Murphy, his best film, some say. And... Uh, and so we're... 
we start making out and uh and I can tell immediately we're about to have sex. So I take her clothes off and I take my clothes off. But at the time, well, here, go ahead. Hit me with a little doodle. And at the time I was wearing uh, a Detroit Tigers hat, the the dark blue with the white D for the shekels, the all Jewish hip hop group I was in in the late nineties. And it's a brand new hat. And I and I was like, well, let me just get this out of the way. And I take the hat off and I throw it over top of her and over the couch by the washing machines. Which I would say is about mm, five to six feet away at least. And then... We start doing the thing. And it's some of that, you know, good, good. Now, at the time, I was 19 years old, and I didn't really use protection. So, you gotta be, you gotta be on top of it so you don't pop and ruin your life. So, right at the end of sex, I'm feeling it coming. I pull out. And I shoot. And the first one, pow, man, like a bomb exploded. Shoot it over her and over the couch. And because that first one was so strong, the other ones, they just kind of did a little dribble skibble. One more. And now like a real small one. There you go. And then we sit next to each other. We'll lay kind of on the couch together. And we're just like, oh man, that was incredible. And I say to her, we should probably go get some food. You want to go to Red Lobster? Because that was my go-to spot to take the girls at 19. And it was Crab Feast, too. Fest. I fucked that up. I called it Crab Feast. It's Crab Fest. So give me like a, like a just whatever the fuck up that would be. Very nice. And then we got dressed and we started heading up the stairs and I go, oh, wait, I need to go grab my Detroit Tigers hat. And I remember that I threw it five, six feet away by the washing machines right before sex. Then I walked over there to find the hat, that brand new dark navy blue hat. And that first load that was super powerful Hit it right in the, right fucking there, dude. I shot a load five to six feet. To this day, I don't think I could do that again, even if I tried. And that is the story of the greatest load ever shot. Now do a tight zoom in on my crippled eye. <laughs> Whoa! Was that good? That was... <laughs> The load heard round the world. 
Shock the world. Shock the world with a low load around the world. Every boy and every girl <laughs> knew about J-Mo's load. It was a big long load. I'm not passing you Jeremiah to load 102 because you got to take load 101. <laughs> you better be humble in your load shooting bow. If you're not humble, I swear you're going to crumble before my knees and my load. The load knows you want it so much. You got to chill out. And just let it flow because if you let it go, it's gonna know you know, and then it ain't gonna go. Oh, oh it's the devil and the load. <laughs> it's my favorite song by the uh, by the Marshall Tucker Band, "The Devil and the Load." The Devil and the Load, directed by Adrian Lin. He did Fatal Attraction. Brother, it's always a pleasure, my friend. I love. It. Thank you for thank you for asking me to do this, man. This was great. Dude, I had, I had of a blast. course. I, I don't get I don't get to see you that often. I know you're fucking killing it, dude. Dude, you too, brother. I see you freaking blowing up all over New York, and that's inspiring, man. I love I love seeing the grind and seeing how much you're getting up. And dude, this guy has sold the same TV show 19 times, 18 times. <laughs> sold the podcast three but, times. But in all, but. What that says, like, like jokes aside, your passion and your tenacity, like you keep finding ways to create and make shows happen. And it's, it's amazing to see, dude. It's always inspiring. It's always like pushing me to like, like try to be more creative and stuff. It's you, awesome. You, you, it, you, there's, there's people, people like us uh, that, that we just, you know, we have nothing else that we can do other than this. And, and it's like we have to figure out a way to keep ourselves surviving in this business because one minute stand-up's going to pay the bills, the next minute podcast is going to pay the bills, the next acting. it's just, So I tell that to every young comic, man, if you're just focusing on stand-up, unfortunately, you better fucking be really fucking funny to the point where it's like to really make a living off that. And so you got to keep your irons on every... You know, you just got you just got to be constantly cooking different meals. And I, I think, you know learning from you know and and seeing you dude i i mean it it's like you you're just you 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 i don't know anybody that works harder than you and i'm not just saying that because you're complimenting me like you really you know you've only met your son once (laughs) do you know what i told maya this year one of my new year's resolutions was what is um because i'm i'm glad that people know me as a you know as a very hard worker in the scene but I told her, I go, my goal for not this year, but like this year and moving forward is to become not known as just like one of the hardest people that are working in show business, but one of the smartest people, like how, I, how smart, I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause you can, there's a difference between somebody who's like, like, man, that guy, that poor SOB, he works hard versus like that guy works smart. He knows how, do you know what I mean? He yeah. knows how to make things happen. So that's like, that's like something I've been telling myself is like, especially since the baby's been born as, as and my wife and I've talked a lot about this is working smarter, not harder. Yeah. And I believe it. Yeah. You, don't, you only have X amount of time. I know. And you need to spend time with that and you need to spend time with your wife and you need to have a life still that it's time just for Jeremiah other than working. Yeah. And you know, the more, and cause then I don't know, I really do feel like you love it so much like you sitting down in front of final cut pro you're like (laughs) here we go baby now let me doodly do and there it is and that zoom in on my rectum and (laughs) perfect (laughs) what what can i say i'm the martin scorsese of patreon (laughs) (laughs) you're killing it dude you're killing it i'm proud of you man love you brother thanks so much for coming by and uh Anytime you want to come back, you're welcome to. Thank you. Disinfect all of this. I will.